You're listening to the Limitless Career Podcast, the show where you hear the how, why, and what of creating limitless careers with me, Just Jazz. I'm a multi-passionate, wildly ambitious lover of tea and r and I'm also on a mission to guide more high achievers to the careers and lives they deeply desire through coaching. Yeah, you heard me, desire. No shame or secrets about it. Here, we boldly embrace ambition by owning, being, and doing more in our careers. And in each episode, we break down the barriers to creating something that will make you and everyone you know step back in awe while keeping it simple. So what are you waiting for? Let's dive into the episode. Welcome to this week's episode of the Limitless Career Podcast with me, Just Jazz. I'm super duper excited to have another juicy guest episode with me today. I have Teresa Ferreira. Hi, Teresa. Hi, Jazz. How are you? I'm really well, thanks. And for those of you that are listening, the weather might have changed by the time you're listening to this, but we are in the midst of the the famous London two-minute heat wave. It stays for a very short period of time. We all forget how to behave and how to dress, but we revel in it because we don't know how long it's going to be. It's it's a phenomenon. It's a different different world outside when when it's sunny. A hundred percent. Can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Sure. Um, So, hey, I'm Teresa. Um, I am a brand consultant and designer. And my nine to f- on my 9 to 5, I am a, a head of design for FT Specialist at Financial Times. Um, I'm Portuguese, been here for nearly 15 years. Um, so, yeah, uh, based in London. Um, and, yeah, uh, just figuring things out. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all? Aren't we all? I love the fact that the two sides of your career, because I I truly believe it's one career, just two sides. I love that they're Mm -hmm. both within design and within creativity. Was that an intentional thing for you always? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, So I I just think that it's, it's, um, it's something that I've built my expertise in, my knowledge in, my experience in, um, it's so it's I can't say it's something that I've that I've always done um because I guess when I was younger um due to I had good grades so the teachers and my parents and everything kind of steered me more into like the more academic sort of career mm. and um so I picked up uh, my creative skills at the end of my uni bachelor and um and, and that's why I came to England because I decided to do a master's in illustration after doing my bachelor's degree. Yeah. Um, and and then since then, um, I've kind of like fell in love with graphic design in my master's um, due to like the style of my illustration um, and progressively, you know, freelanced here and there and, um, um then went in-house for a while um, at a charity. So, yeah, it's just been working in-house, agency, freelancing, um, and now I've been in-house for a long time. So back to back to wanting to freelance and, um, um, uh, on the side if I can. Yeah, 
Yeah. What does that do for you in your career? Because I, I love how you smiled when you said that, where you were just like, I want to freelance if I can. Like, <laughs> there's something burning <laughs> inside. <laughs> it's like, yeah. 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 Well, um, I, I love my nine to five. I really mm-hmm. do. I like, I like working for the Financial Times. And it's, a, it's a good company. And, you know, I kind of align myself quite well with um, ethos and, you know, the fact that they're very independent and they're like mm-hmm. a news outlet, you know, me, massive media corporation, but independent and trustworthy. So I, I really like that side of things. But what I do miss um, is kind of um, having a bit more impact perhaps on smaller scale projects. Um, mm-hmm. So in the last couple of years, I guess due to the pandemic as well, I've been lucky enough to compress my week, do four days, um, do five days work in four days. And since then I've been freelancing and and kind of picking up branding projects um, on the side, which I've very much been enjoying. Yeah. And it is my passion. It is, I'm a complete geek about branding and design. So so, yeah, for me, it wouldn't make sense to have a side hustle on something else because this is really what I like doing mm, definitely so different just having that variety in terms of projects and that level of impact it's really really cool again you're another one of my guests who I go Wee! because we love our day jobs absolutely <laughs> we're not running away our business yeah, is not an escape yeah. plan um, it's something to add some fulfillment and things like that what was your journey into your career you know take us right from the beginning. So you mentioned you were quite good academically. Uh, those around you were just like, okay, maybe pursue that. How, like, what was that moment where you said, no, I know I'm good at this, but this is what I love. Yeah. So it's, it's been a journey. (laughs) Um, it was, so yeah, as I said, um, I had quite good grades growing up. I was quite, you know, focused on education. I really, really liked school and in, which makes me sound like a, complete dog but it's true I, I just loved school um and um I guess being from 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 a, a family of very hard-working people and very academic mm. people it just kind of brushes off on you and you're kind of it, it to validate yourself you think that you have to you know pursue you know a similar path or um or also, you know, you're, you're kind of looking at your role models and, you know, you're modeling your behavior on what's around you. So that's what I saw. So that's what I thought their careers were, you know, being very hardworking and academically focused. Um, so even though I was always, you know, a very creative child, really into drawing all the time, I kind of dropped it um, mm-hmm. when I was 10, 11. Uh, and then picked it up again when I was in my final year at uni in the BA I did a, a BA in archaeology <laughs> which is quite uh, <laughs> yeah um again thinking that I was going to go into academia but I think in my final year I really realized that it wasn't it wasn't for me it was you know I had done I had gone into on to archaeological digs and it just wasn't my people it wasn't my I wasn't feeling like myself there so mm-hmm. I 
started um um i went back to uh, and did like a um a night course an evening course whilst i was finishing uni um on uh, illustration and then from yeah. then onwards um then i realized oh i can actually you know go get into an ma and um you know hopefully this will be my my my, my move into a creative career did that, uh, and that's how I came to the UK. I studied, um, did my MA, and then moved to London, um, and uh, started freelancing from the offset. Um, you know, I mean, you name it. I've had all all the catering jobs, all the you know, handing out flyers, all that stuff at the same time that I was um, designing sort of um, music fanzines and um, um, doing little gig posters and um mm. uh record record sleeves all those those kind of things <laughs> Love that's it. how i started and then um someone um at the bbc kind of found my work i don't know how this was a very lucky thing and they asked me to illustrate um some of the um radio 4 um dramas and Ooh. um so I did three of them and, and that, that was kind of like a validation that I, I think I, I really needed at that time mm. because, you know, moving to London, it's not always easy. It was, you know, peak of recession 2008. <laughs> so there wasn't many wow. jobs. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, it was really motivating to have that kind of under my belt. And then after that, um, just, got you know uh, the more people you know the more um um kind of opportunities you you start getting and you you start realizing um that you can i could actually do this i could actually you know become a graphic designer and um and that was yeah, 2008 <laughs> so, uh long time ago um and then um after freelancing here and there um I got my first in-house uh, role at um, a charity, Diabetes UK, mm-hmm. um, and that was where I kind of really got serious about my digital skills and um, you know kind of really honed in on my on my craft. And then that after that, I had like a digital marketing. Um, I was at a digital marketing agency again, yeah, doing digital UX. Um, and a bit of branding here and there. Uh, and then I moved to the FT, uh, where, I'm, where, I'm, where I'm still uh, now. Uh, I'm part mm-hmm. of the um, um, in-house um, creative and brand studio. Um, and, yeah, I do, as you said. It's my, my side hustle is, my, is exactly what I do in my day job, but uh, I do it for, you know, small independent um businesses um yeah. yeah so just monetizing on what what i know what i know how to do that's it i always say your career is just you monetizing skills whether you do that direct to the person i.e self-employed or whether you do that through a company and you know you monetize your skills that way as an employee it's all just the same thing and i think there's so much more that we can explore in terms of our potential when we think about it that way, as opposed to a list of bullet point roles and responsibilities in a job title. So that's really huge. Something that you touched on when you were kind of 
talking us through your journey was those moments of validation. So what started off of kind of being that, okay, look up, look around me, hardworking academic. All right, how how do I get the seal of approval here? How do I check that box? But then also within your creative career, getting that opportunity with BBC, being that sort of, okay, yeah, look around, I can do it. You know, if this is who's called me up um, to, to book me. What has that journey been like for you, I guess, going further on in terms of that validation or even just those moments of going, right, this is, you know, I'm good at what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I am qualified I am fit for purpose <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's you know I mean being you know not having like a, a linear tra- trajectory into my creative mm. career and um being a millennial being a woman being an immigrant you always have like that imposter syndrome quite forefront of mine and I think that those that those moments are um so important for you to to believe in yourself and um you know carry on sometimes you mm. just need that little push and that that little sense of you know it's it's not all in vain and that you're actually getting somewhere and that there is progress and like many people um i am my harshest cr- critic so it's very mm. hard for me to acknowledge my achievements because i always I always, I, I also love initiating projects. So I'll be like, okay, <laughs> let's move on. Next one, next one, next one. Yeah. And reviewing things and sitting on things is not really part of my, it's not something I, I normally do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I yeah. have to make sure that I'm in a team with somebody else who has that as their like modus operandi is to review and do the stand up and do the, the, you know, start stop continue exercise i'm just like here's the thing we're gonna do the thing we can get launched by the end of the month sound good let's go <laughs> exactly exactly that i mean me to a t really it's just yeah move on move forward come on let's keep on going mm-hmm. keep on going um and i guess yeah the downside of that is that you quite often just forget your achievements so mm. start, this is not my idea this was this was i i, I think i heard it somewhere or I read that someone someone who does it and um I created like an image folder in my in my phone where I screenshot mm-hmm. um nice feedback from clients from um uh, people at work um yeah. I don't know any kind of things that you you find you that remind you you know to be proud of yourself and to be proud of your journey and to celebrate those moments because you know it, it's um it's what makes it worth it isn't it 100% this podcast is brought to you by just jazz private coaching the six-month one-to-one experience for high achievers to carve their unique and limitless careers free from overwhelm and underwhelm with challenging and curious coaching we get knee deep in all the things getting in the way of you having a hell yeah career instead of a career that feels meh if this sounds great to you book a call today at justjazz.co forward slash coaching where we will map out the what and how of working together
I remember, so this is my second ever podcast. The first podcast I created was because I got made redundant with about 40 other people, which meant we were doing this very unique thing of sitting in the pub applying for jobs together. And as you do, you look up from your computer screen and you go, oh, this job's amazing. I can't do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be my col- my colleagues. At times I go, you did this, you did that. Remember that? You did that single-handedly. Remember when you pushed for this? Remember when the results were that? And I was just like, oh my gosh, you've forgotten yourself completely. This is not acceptable. So my podcast I created, it was called The Palm Podcast. Some people listening might have listened to that one too. But the whole idea was just ordinary folks coming on and sharing their stories of life, things they've overcome, things they've learned, so that they can have that moment of, oh, wow, I've, I've... I've grown. I, I've, I've been through some stuff. I've got some stuff to say. I've got some wisdom to share, but also that they remember to kind of stop and smell the roses. They remember to kind of go, actually, I'm super grateful that the life I'm living now is what I dreamed of or something like that. You know, it doesn't even need to be that hallmarky. It could just simply be like, I'm just proud of me for getting to this point. So that's what folks did because what I realized and keeping that on on your own personal systems, because I got made redundant and my one-to-one document, which where I was logging every week, you put in a win, you put in a challenge, like a year and a half to two years of wins, just poof, vanished into the cloud because I left them with my employer and I just looked at it in a silo. So that's one thing that I would say for listeners um, and just in general, if you're doing that, keep it for yourself. It's about you. That Those are things that nobody can take away from, from you. You did that work. That's your impact. That's your, that's people's perspective on you. So keep it somewhere that's personal to you. I'm not saying don't write it in your one-to-one notes or in your review and stuff. But <laughs> keep it with you because <laughs> you never know what um could happen and when you just need it you just need a cheer up you need to pick me up you need to remind yourself i'm a big disney fan and uh the incredibles when he goes to, no she goes to see the wife can't remember her name but she goes to see edna mode and she's like pull yourself together woman you are a last girl <laughs> Because she was just like moping and spinning out. And I was just like, yeah, sometimes we need to be our own Edna mode and just shake yourself, remind yourself of who you are. (laughs) Absolutely. You just need that little something reminding you that, you know, it's, it's, it's happening. And, you know, if you're Mm. always trying to get there and get somewhere and get somewhere, then you, you forget that you might already be where, where you're meant to. I mean, you are where you're, where you're meant to be. I believe that, you know, even if it doesn't feel it at the time, but, um, those, those, as you said, those things are yours, you know, those, that's your story. That's what you, that's what you, you've been doing and you, you, you are, you know, you carry it with you, but if, if you don't pay any attention to it, then Mm -hmm. it kind of just gets forgotten and lost, doesn't it? A hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Oh, that's huge. Oh, what else? What other tools do you have for us, Teresa, to keep us oh. moving forward? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't, uh, got, well, one, one thing that I've been, um, that I've, I think the pandemic has been really good in, in mm-hmm. certain aspects. I mean, obviously it's been enorm- enormous, catastrophe and tragic and for so many reasons but um it it did kind of made us all stop and think about the Mm. way we were living our lives and the way we were perhaps 
treating ourselves and um it made us slow down and um um, it made me gain a few healthy habits uh such Mm. as journaling meditating i don't know um i don't do them all the time but i think that that also helps me you know kind of ground myself and and um stop the in the monologue that is mm-hmm. negative and and you know because we all have that voice inside our heads that tells us you can't do it you're an imposter you're mm. what are you doing what do you think everyone everyone's going to see through you you're just making this up <laughs> yeah uh, and we all feel like that sometimes but um you just need to kind of find what works for you i think and those things have been working for me lately for yeah. the last couple of years um, yeah. I think that those are helpful. I don't know if you do any any of that, Jazz. Is that is that yeah. your vibe? So journaling is like my break glass thing. But I think it's because I have I have a cluster of really good friends that don't mind me sending them an eleven minute voice note where I basically start talking through things and then start coaching myself. So I think that's what's replaced journaling in my life is having those folks. And they do the same with me, by the way. This is not a one-sided jazz. It's just venting and decanting. If you're my client and you're listening, trust me, I'm not. (laughs) When it's time to see a coach, I've got a coach. I've got a therapist. There are places for all of these conversations. Um, But I think it's really, really important because – having that outlet especially as somebody who identifies as high achieving so many things in common with you in the sense of it's on to the next it's on to the next it's so important for us to be intentional about building in that pause and whether that pause looks like i'm gonna walk instead of taking the bus maybe that pause looks like what what it was for me i woke up quite flustered i woke up late this weekend just passed. I didn't do my usual Sunday night prepare for the week ritual. So I was just a hot mess spiritually. <laughs> okay. There's no other way to describe it. My body was where it needed to be on time, but my mind wasn't there. And I literally was just like, I can't listen to a podcast this morning. It will, my head will explode. And I opened the Calm app and they've got music and it was just very calming piano. And then I went from there because I love Neo Soul, I love R&B. I went from there to like a Janae Ico playlist, which is basically just one step above very relaxing. (laughs) The voice is very meditative. And I stayed there for the whole day. There was no up temp. Nope, can't handle it. Keep it, keep it low level. This is what I need to just give my brain a little bit of a break because I am typically, typically I'll inhale like two, three podcasts in a day. I'm in group programs that have recordings. So that stimulation and it's quite an interesting thing. Um, I think I spoke about it on a podcast episode that's coming up slightly before this. Um, So at the time that you're listening, there will be an episode that goes back where we're talking about burnout that's the topic of it and we go through the different types of rest um that was recently kind of included in article one of them is that 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 rest from stimulation right so it just goes beyond screen time it goes into okay maybe you need quiet what does quiet sound like I think that was an interesting phenomenon for me where I grew up in a house where I'm the oldest of four kids and my parents are together so there's six humans and a dog inside a house and when I moved to move in with my partner it was just so different because I was like I feel like I can hear the neighbours where is it's too quiet 
what is this? Why is there nobody making noise downstairs and upstairs and all over the place? And I had to adjust to that to the point where now I see myself get really overwhelmed. Like if I go into my um, the office, my employer's office, when I go in there, there's a lot of it that I find very exciting and enjoyable. But there are some days where I'm like, there's just too many people and too many things moving. And I just, I just need to, I'm just going to go sit in a meeting room for a moment. And I never thought I'd say that. But again, going back to what you said, the pandemic really helps me understand these things about myself and how I had changed. And a lot of it was probably due to the pandemic, because I can't lie, I probably would have just carried on the way I was before without it. But I'm very grateful that the way that it has happened, not only have I evolved, but I've had the time to come to terms with the fact that, yes, I am a self-professed extrovert, but I have a social battery. I didn't have a concept of that at all. At all. Social, I was like, no, I can just go. I just talk. You want me to come? I'll do two events in one night. How about that? I'll back to that coffee shop, people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I used to be in custom-facing roles. I do two training, two two-hour-long training sessions in a day and still squeeze meetings around that and then maybe go out and socialise. Oh, my God. Not oh my God. Battery, but, like, vocal rest, anybody? Like, it was that. And now... I go to maybe one networking event in a week and I'm like, oh, the weekend just gone. Saturday with family, Sunday with friends. Probably got a maximum of one hour to myself. And that was like because I get up at the crack of dawn. So I get to potter about in the kitchen before everyone wakes up. Again, I now feel like on this Monday, as we're recording, I feel the fact that I didn't get my me time. I didn't get my silent time so that I can go out and be full of beans. So I'm full of less beans right now. Again, learning. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I really, really, I, I really, really see myself in, in what you said as well about the social batteries and needing to recharge them. And mm. having no idea that that was how I was actually built <laughs> that I, I, I thought I had lots of energy all the time. But I was, you know, generally on the verge of burnout all the time, I think. Mm. Um, and, um, yeah, because I just used to push myself and push myself. And, you know, every, any kind of, when I was doing exercise, I was doing high intensity. Um, I struggled to do yoga then because I was like, mm, I just, I'm just mm, not. This is boring. This, this is boring. This is not. Or, or when I did yoga, it had to be like power yoga so I could compete and I could, you know, do it. Yeah, it was just, yeah, it was too much. And, and um, yeah, now I, I go into the office a couple of days a week and, and I'm mm. drained by the end of those days just from the interactions and everything. Because, yeah. I mean, I am I am an extrovert, but I, I, I think I, there's like a big part of me that is an, an introvert. So I'm an extrovert, mm. introvert, and there's like... Yeah, there's sort of psychometric. Yeah, yeah. Tests. Yeah. Over, it changes, changes with the mm. seasons, changes with exactly. Everything. Oh, <laughs> but I do, I do enjoy the fact that there is a little bit more. I think, especially this year, there's you know all of these concepts like slow living, minimalism, um, soft life. That's one that I love love using where it's just you know it's just it's just soft life I don't want stress and it's okay you know folks being empowered to say I choose to go the long way <laughs> yeah I choose yeah. to take my time at my pace that's at my it. pace 
it's huge. And even, you know, I was talking with a friend and we usually set goals. We're two very type A high achieving folks who are like, this is what I'm going for and we're going to go. And we both had a conversation in May and we said, look, I just want to set intentions. And I was just like, snap, that's it. Like I want to, I want to build habits and those habits and those intentions might lead to the goals, but it's like, I don't need another goal. (laughs) I don't need another goal. I want to focus on the journey because again, as high achievers, we know that we will skip over that journey. We will, if there's a shortcut, we're going to take it to get to that finish line. And people are going to be like, so how was it? How did you do it? And it's like, I just, I just did it. Got it done. It's done. Move on. A hundred percent. And it's, it then becomes a little bit of a shame because then also what we found where we're, we're quite close, um, we were missing the lessons. So then life was giving us the test again and again and again. But yeah. because we weren't paying attention to the journey, we were missing the yeah. lessons that were in the journey. We were, we were missing the characteristics um, and the competencies that we needed to build to get to where we wanted to go or to get there and stay there. And we were talking about it in terms of business, but also in terms of personal life. And there was just a huge amount of minimalism that came about when we sat down and did those. And for me, and I'll, I'll share them because I'll probably do a recap on them later, but like mine was to fall, really just focus on falling in love with coaching, going back to when I discovered it, going back to all of the amazing clients I've been able to work with and the transformation I've seen. Um, I started, not started, like I'm always learning, but ultimately I did a course on embodiment in coaching and I did it and it finished last week and I just want to go back through the modules and really go deeper into the practice and all of that good stuff, all the coaching books all of that that was one for me and then the other one was just always just inviting folks to work with me because I kind of don't do that enough I am that person who I I am a career coach and you could be like my closest friends and you you need a career coach and you don't know that I'm a career coach and it's not me saying that like (laughs) I'm going to push myself onto all my friends but the the awareness the word association isn't even there because I I just didn't talk about it enough yeah and it's like yeah same but there's people that I can help and support and there's people that they run into that I have the exact same thing that you want. And I've become more bold about that. I went to an event the other day and somebody was asking questions and I felt so much joy. It was a question about imposter syndrome. I felt so much joy being up to go up there and say, what you spoke about, I'm doing a session. It's absolutely free. Give me your email. I'll send you the link. Bring a friend if you want to, but we're going to go deeper into everything that you're talking about. I can help you. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Oh my gosh. I think framing it as. I think yeah. framing it as like, because um, I struggle with the same. I, you know, mm. I, I, I won't talk much about you know my achievements or what I am or what I do mm. to my close friends or anything. It's it's quite hard for me to to, to speak about myself in that way. But um, if you frame it, I am helping people. I am you know mm. I can help. Then it's like a completely different thing for me. Like I, I I'll, yeah. I'll be like, and that's that's actually been how I've been doing it lately, you know, I could, mm. Oh, do you need any help? This is great that you've got this business, but you know, um, have you thought about this, about your brand or, you know, um, so That's it's, it. it's, it's framing it differently that rather than like, 
let me just sell my services. That's not exactly yeah, it. Yeah, it's not that. It's yeah. like, oh, it's just that. And it's, yeah. you know, in the same way that if you were to, I don't know, you were to like watch your friend like fall over on the ground and cut their knee, you wouldn't kind of be like, okay, I have a plaster in my bag, but I'm not going to tell them that I have a plaster in my bag and wet exactly. wipes and everything. I'm just going to keep it chill because they don't need to know that I have a plaster. I don't want to impose. Meanwhile, it's exactly. just like, anybody got a first aid box? Anybody? Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. It's literally that. And then for me, the final one was movement. So what used to be, and like, I want to do this because I want to do this in a way, I want to explain this in a way that if you're listening to this episode and you want to try it out for yourself, you can see where I connected the dots. So the the goal of old would have been, I want to lose weight, getting married at the end of the year, and I want to go to size, blah, blah, blah. And then when I went deeper into that, I was just like, well, it's not really about that for me. I want to feel strong. I want to like build a habit. I want to build confidence going into the gym. I want to have fun with my workouts. I want to have all of the mental benefits of moving my body. And maybe it's just moving my body and building in a habit of moving my body. And it's not, I want to work out six times a week for at least 45 minutes, right? We've all, some of us may have heard of the 75 hard challenge. This is not what this is. So I was just like, it is, I want to build a habit of moving my body every day. And sometimes that looks like walking to the station instead of taking the bus. Other times that looks like an intense session with my personal trainer. And other times that looks like me going to a lovely little aqua class with the local ladies at my local leisure centre and having fun. And sometimes it just looks like a little dance break in between a day of chocolate block meetings. Moving my body was the intention. And through doing it in this way and having the intentions, not only do I prove to myself what we all know and what we all get told, you set your mind to something, you can achieve it. But also I get to leave it open to like, I get to leave the results open. Mm, And I get to be delighted when I move my body every day and I felt happier. I felt lighter. I felt, you know, different in my mood. I felt more energized. Whatever it is, I'm open to that because I've not, I'm I'm trying to be the opposite of tunnel vision and see what comes and see how I evolve and grow you're being open to opportunities and, and to exploring something. And that's going to bring things that you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to have or even find if you were doing it just for, you know, with like, you know, I I need to lose this, this, and I need Mm -hmm. to, you know, only do this. And how many calories have I burned? You know, exploring is. It's that. And because I also, I know for myself, I don't do well with, rules even if they are self-imposed mm, yeah <laughs> I, can, I can do consistency i.e once a week but don't tell me it needs to be once a week at eight o'clock on a Thursday. Mm. that will no. not work for me i will freak out internally and then i will rebel even though it's something yeah. that's good for me Same. so it needs to be that like yesterday i had a delightful little slice of lemon drizzle cake why Yum. because there are no rules i'm moving my body so right everything's in moderation I'm not gonna ju- and I think that's it when you don't have when you're kind of working with the anti-goal when you're working with the intention you're delightfully open to things like that but also it removes a little bit of the shame it removes that whole okay I'm 30 days into these 90-day goals and I haven't done anything I am crap 
I shouldn't have set the goal in the first place. Who did I think I am? Blah, da, 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 da. Now, I'm not saying that I don't review and go, how did it go? What would be even better this time around, right? My friend and I, we check in every month and we go, but we look at it in the sense of what am I going to experiment with to deepen this practice, right? So it's not, here's a list of things that I should tell myself off for. Week one, I didn't do this. Week two, I didn't do this. It is just, I noticed that when I was feeling this or when I was on my period, this, this, and that. So what I'm going to try is this, this, and that. That's it. Reframing it. It's huge. Absolutely. I'll let everyone know yeah. how it's long. <laughs> it's it's what it's what therapy is like as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a big fan. Um, but yeah, CBT and stuff is just you, you just 100%. you're just like training yourself um, in in like different ways, isn't it? Not like just the reward. Um, mm-hmm. You know the cause effect. If I do this, then I'll lose weight. It's 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 something else. Is is if I behave this way, I will feel better. It's about the feeling, yeah. isn't it? A hundred percent. And we should all feel more. We should feel more. Yeah, feeling more. And I think that's another side effect of the the pandemic is that we couldn't even those of us who were like tough as old boots at a certain point had to realize i'm struggling i am struggling yeah. uh i need to hug somebody that i don't live with i need to you know we all kind of <laughs> yeah. got to that point and we're humbled in our humanity and i think there's nothing wrong with having that every once in a while without having a pandemic having that space absolutely yeah absolutely what's your career teaching you right now oh um so i guess that anything's possible Mm. um that i'm where i should be that there's you know i'm not competing with anyone um i'm not competing with myself or my ideas of of where you know what i mean like I don't have that. Um, I need to get here, or I need to. I'm I'm pretty content, and I quite enjoy. Uh, I quite enjoy uh, where I'm at now, and I kind of want to carry on exploring and um, giving myself the freedom to um, see where this goes. And mm. it, it will all be within branding and design for sure. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Just um, just geeking out my day-to-day and my side hustle, side hustle, that's it. I love it. I love that you found your neighbourhood in branding and design. So it's like, ah, if I go to the left, I go to the right. I'm going to be in the neighbourhood. I'm going to be here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so another question that I have for you just before we wrap up, and, and I like to do this when I'm speaking with people who have a passion about a certain sector. You know, what would be your advice for somebody who wants to get into the creative field right now and they don't know where to start? Because I feel like I'd be wrong to not ask you for your wisdom in that regard. <laughs> I would say um, start doing what you like and what you're passionate without worrying about the results or, um, you know, what people are going to think or if it's the right thing, just experiment. You've got nothing to lose. 
Um, I wish someone had told me this sooner that I, you know, that there's nothing wrong in, in pursuing something just for the sake of it, just to see if, it, if it's good. There's tons of good, um, uh, tons of amazing resources online. There's, you know, where you can um, get some really cheap online um, um, training, such as Skillshare, uh, Domestica. Um, mm -hmm. So they all do like really quite um, cheap courses that you, you know, where you, you, you kind of like deepen the skills that you want to pursue. And I think um, everyone's creative. And, but I think mm -hmm. that um, people who really want to be kind of like pursue this type of career are often uh, not, not as secure as other people or as confident. And I would say that, um, yeah, just do it for yourself. So mm. love it. Don't worry about other people or, um, where it will take you and just do it for fun. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much, Teresa. Where can people connect with you and follow your journey? Um, so um, I'm, I'm online with my, it's my name, TeresaFrera.com. Uh, I'm on Instagram, uh, Teresa Ferrer Studio, on TikTok, um, do some silly things uh, on social there. <laughs> so a bit cringe but don't worry um yeah so yeah <laughs> anywhere there amazing well thank you so much for joining me and sharing your story with our guests today i know i found it refreshing um so i hope they will too uh, thank you so much jazz i hope i hope it's helpful for someone <laughs> What an episode. Want to continue the conversation? Join the Limitless Letter to get weekly resources for your high-achieving career in a place where we all get what it means to embrace ambition and declare your desires. Go to justjazz.co forward slash join and I'll see you there.